Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. My name is Helen. I'm Janet. And I'm Mel. All right, everyone. Welcome back to ABG. We're officially at season five. Five. Oh, my gosh. You can count that on one hand. That's a whole hand. Yes. High five. High five. Yes. (laughs) Air high five. You're sitting far away Through the microphone. Yep. I high five myself. Five seasons. 47 episodes. Yes. 47. Mel said this is makes us almost a senior citizen. Yep. Yeah. In the episode <laughs> category. But a lot has happened since we've been out, I guess. Ladies, let's give a little update to our listeners. Yeah. It's been three months. I think it's been because the last episode was back in August. Oh, wow. Right? So now mm-hmm. it's November. Yeah. It's been quite a while. So we're at retreat right now, you guys. And we're holed up in a hotel recording for the next season. But yeah, a lot of updates in terms of ABG. We were actually in the Bay Area, I think, was it a few weeks ago or a month ago? For a very special event where miss helen what was she doing you want to let us know <laughs> I, was, I was being a baller she was balling <laughs> it up balling it up for the isa a charity basketball game yeah. up in uh what was the university or not university it high was school. wilcox adrian wilcox high school yes yeah. the yeah. energy in that room was crazy though like yeah i think for me just even like being a cheerleader for helen like me and jenna were like whoa helen when they announced helen i was like hype woman the, the, yeah. the seating was loud like they yeah, knew it was you packed were. it was sold yeah. out i think there were some people that couldn't get in oh wow it's kind of crazy because i think back to like the reason why i think i'm able to play is just because of jv basketball so the fact that i played mm-hmm. jv for two years mm-hmm. has given me the credibility to get flown out to another city to play basketball yeah. in front of like hundreds of kids yeah yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of wild. No, you did really well because yes, my little brother did. was like, dude, Helen's hella good on the court. Like, I would lose to her. to her Because yeah. my brother plays ball, too. Oh. So you, she dominated on the court, you guys. She did us proud. And uh, it was an intense, intense, intense game dude, as well. So we were very proud. I don't watch basketball, but I think it's one of the most exciting games I've ever seen. Yeah. It, it was went to double overtime. So, yeah, yeah it was yeah. pretty crazy. And while we were up there, we also did a little stop at Facebook. Our friend Matt Ogawa brought us out for a Friday afternoon meetup. So thank you so much for all of you that came came out we had an awesome time getting to meet everyone Matt O'Gall also planned the ISA basketball game yeah so he did both things helped us with the Facebook thing and also the ISA charity basketball game and ISA was also with Dan Matthews our friend and a big supporter of the community both of them mm-hmm. so thanks guys for being there for us and providing us with a very fun weekend memorable yeah, was, weekend Facebook is amazing I feel like I don't know about you guys but it was a company that my mom always wanted me to work at, and I never got hired. So just being there for a different reason was really incredible. The campus is crazy. Insane. It's amazing. Yeah. Another big thing that happened to us recently, we actually teamed up with two other podcasters. First of all, with Minji 
and Perfectly Imperfect with Christine and Regina. We had through this joint event called Off the Mic. And it was really incredible because I feel like we brought the community together in ways that we never thought could be possible, you know? It was an incredible event. We had it at Ethos Society and we had two panels talking about, you know, being lost in transition and another one about creating and innovating. How can you find your passion and like really take action with it? And we had breakout groups. It was incredible to see everyone come out and to really celebrate this event. Yeah. And I think for me, like one of the best parts of even doing this podcast, Asian Boss Girl, is when we are able to go to a bunch of different places like colleges, universities, like campuses, mm-hmm. corporations, whatever, and being able to speak to people. Because so right now we're sitting in a hotel room and, you know, we're in our PJs, super mm-hmm. comfortable. Mel's sitting on the ground. Janet and I are on, like <laughs> each on a bed. We're just talking to each other. And when we're able to just interact with people, that's like the best part of it. So off the mic was the first time we actually organized and planned and and sold tickets for an event. And it turned out really, really, really good. And it was so rewarding just being able to interact with people and also hearing your stories Mm -hmm. in in real time. We've done meetups before, but this was our first kind of like longer format in-person event. Mm -hmm. So we're excited in the coming months and years or so to do more events like this and experiment. Yeah, and speaking of experimentation, I think, I don't know if you guys saw on our Instagram, but we were also on Wang Fu's lunch break. Yeah. Which is our first foray foray into video. Foray. Foray. Uh, whatever (laughs) it was our first step into video and i think that's something honestly video is something we've kind of been getting requests to do and that is something we might step into so being on wang fu's lunch break was just a really incredible experience for us wang fu productions has been such a leader in this space and just really dear friends of ours so thank you so much for having us on lunch break you guys you could catch us on their youtube channel or more wang fu with our episode it's called are you an abg but yeah besides that the last thing i guess on our update list is that we actually released a new shirt yes the second item in our merch line that is going to expand and also this coming season. And this is a kind of a flip. So our first t-shirt was a white t-shirt with black text. And now we've done the black t-shirt with the white text. Very creative. (laughs) (laughs) You're so creative. But yeah, one one shirt a year, guys. That's that's what we're, you know, that's our standard right now. (laughs) We are are planning to launch more things. So we appreciate everyone's support and check back in with us. And we'll be sharing those items with you guys. But let's jump into today's episode. So, you know, obviously a lot of you guys are back in school. So today we want to talk about college. So, you know, meeting our listeners at these events, we realize a large group of you guys are still in school or just out of it. You guys have been sending us messages to talk about college. You know, for us, college was definitely those formative years that impacted those decisions leading into adulthood. So we also thought it would be really fun if you were reminisce and talk about, you know, take you guys back to that time in our lives. So should we get into it? Let's go. <laughs> Let's enter the time machine. Set yes. that back. How many years now? <laughs> oh, too <Ooh>. many. <laughs> I don't even know. It hasn't been 10 years. I think it... Ha- oh, next yeah. year is going to be 10. Ooh. Wait, that's crazy. Seriously? It's that been is. 12 years for me. Yeah. yeah. Did you go back for your 10-year anniversary? Is there 10 years? I reunion. I don't think I got a... I don't know if they... Does UCSD do reunion things i, I would assume so if they do i, I don't get emails yeah <laughs> huh so mel and i both went to uc san diego and that was on the west coast and miss helen went to boston college on the east coast that i did so we'll be talking about experiences <laughs> yeah. so i guess let's get into it so getting into college is the college you attended your dream school mm. oh it was not for me okay boston i grew up in boston i knew since I knew since I was 10 years old that I wanted to go out to California. So my mom's side of the family is from California. Mm-hmm. Um, so every summer I would visit my grandparents. And my first diary entry ever, I think it was back in like 1997. Yes, now you can all calculate my age. But it was back in 1997. The first page says, I want to be where these palm trees are. Like in really bad, obviously written in English, but it literally said, I want to move out to California. So ever since I was young, I wanted to move out. And after high school, I had applied to UCLA, USC, some out of state, some in state as well. 
and gone into both of them. But you got into UC- USC? USC, UCLA. Yes. Wow. And USC also offered some scholarship money. But I got a full ride to Boston College. And with immigrant parents, I'm like, okay, if they don't have to pay for my college, mm. that's the best thing that I can do to help support my family. Because college is expensive. fucking expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's so expensive. Especially a private college, too. So I was like, okay, I guess I will go to Boston College. And I kind of did it reluctantly. Mm-hmm. Kind of got mad at my parents for it. But mm. I'm very thankful for it now. Wait, did your sister also go to Boston College? She did, yeah. And there was a part of me because we went to the same high school and now we're going to the same college. There was a part of me that wanted to just not be so close to her. Because mm. even growing up, we were like, we always fought. Mm. So for me, I was just like, I need some distance. Yeah. But she didn't dorm. She wasn't on campus that much. So it wasn't that big of a problem. Boston College. Great school was not my first choice. How about you, ladies? Was UCSD your first choice? Janet? For, I have Similar to Helen, it was not my oh, first choice. Okay. Um, I actually really wanted to go to UC Berkeley, and I still remember the day that I got the rejection letter. I cried in my room because I was oh. so sad. But yeah. So what was your second choice then? I don't actually know that I had a second choice. Um, I think oh, a lot really? of my friends want like they UCLA was like a really big university, but I went and visited. And I didn't really connect with the campus. I just really loved Berkeley and I loved the San Francisco Bay Area. That was kind of like the only college I really wanted to go to. And then when I didn't get in, I was like, oh, so sad. And then it was San Diego and Irvine didn't want to be close to home. So SD it was. Oh, wow. Yeah. OK. How about you, Miss Mel? So for me, UCSD was my dream school. And I, so I'm a transfer student. So I went to community college for two years. So it was two years there at community college. I went to tour to different college campuses. And there's a moment in time I want to go to Berkeley because a lot of my friends went to Cal. But there's something about it. I knew the vibe wasn't for me. Mm. You know, it was too close to home. And when I went to visit Irvine and San Diego... San Diego, I automatically fell in love with it. I think the housing is just so much better than Berkeley. You see, I see housing, like you were, you're in La Jolla. It's a beautiful city. It is a really pleasant campus. It oh, is a beautiful campus. So nice. And you're so close to the beach. And I'm such a water person that I'm like, when I went to UCSD, I'm like, this is it. It kind of feels like, you know, when you find like your true love. When I met UCSD, I was like, I know you're the one. Wow. Mm. Wait, question though. So did you apply to UCSD? Because you started off community college for two yeah. years. But when you applied, your first time applying to schools, which schools did you apply to? So when I, I actually didn't. So in my senior year of high school, I knew I actually was going to go straight to community college, something my mom and I talked about because I still had really good grades. I just never took the SATs because I knew it was a decision make going into that I was going to go to community college because my mom actually works really closely with the local community college. And so she said, you know, save a lot of money. You don't know, you don't know what you want to major in. So I agreed with her. And so going into my second, my last two years of high school, I knew that. Mm. So I applied to UCSD my second year of college. So you, you apply your second year of community college and you could do this thing called tag, which is guaranteed admission if you hit, hit certain things. Mm. And I, I and I tagged UCSD. Oh. But even this is like get, a trick into the system. It kind of yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It really honest. is. I've, I've never heard of an Asian mom saying like, don't apply to like I colleges. Know. You know, she knew she knows the she system. She knew because yeah. being an Asian mom, she also knows how to save a lot of money. So True. that's True. one thing she really endorsed. But I think for me, even though I tagged and I knew I got all the requirements in, getting that acceptance letter, I feel like I was like jumping for joy. Oh, it so was, you had like the opposite. I did. I did. <laughs> she got the big envelope. I got the small one. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't get into Berkeley or UCLA either. Yeah, yeah. But getting into UCSD, I was like, yay! So yeah, it was my dream school. Oh, I can imagine little Mel just yeah. like jumping up and down. <laughs> well, did you when you applied? Did you select a major? I 
I did. What was the major you selected? I selected communications. Actually, my old manager at this restaurant told me, she's like, well, you'd be really good at communications. And mm. I was like, I didn't know that existed as a major because all you hear is like finance. Econ- I was looking mm-hmm. at econ. Mm-hmm. Thank God I didn't do that. But <laughs> so comm just seemed like the best fit for me. Did it turn out to be the best fit for you? Do you think? I think so. I mean, sometimes I wish I did film and media studies mm-hmm. and that wasn't an option at UCSD. Actually, I don't know if it was, but I feel communications encompasses that anyways. So right. I thought it was a perfect broad major for me. What's so the I, one thing that you learn in communication? I feel like it's always such a, like a broad thing. Okay, of. so I took this class called Human Information Processing. And there's this thing called um, like connotations. I mean, we all know what connotations are. And learning how different messages or words have stronger meanings than others. Like, for example, mm. when you go, I'm pregnant. It's a girl. It's a boy. That's not just a regular statement. It's something that affects your whole life. That one statement could change everything. When I learned that, I was like, that's really cool. Hmm. Yeah, that's one thing I learned. Did you ever, like, question your major or think about changing your major? No. I actually, I I don't remember having to do that. But, yeah. How about you guys? What major did you guys go into? Helen? So it's funny because I mentioned this at the Off the Mic event. But before the first day of college, I got a letter in the mail. And I think a lot of us did as well. And it was just a piece of paper that had a bunch of boxes on it. And it said, you know, check off which college you want to apply to right so it's like nursing communications mm-hmm. pre-med Cal school of management and I, I literally when i got that i thought it was just like a survey mm-hmm. of like what do you think is the best co- i don't know i yeah i was dumb and my sister she was already two years older than me and at boston college and she had checked off the carroll school of management she was in that college and she was kind of like the golden child kind of the smarter one of us two and so i was like okay if she made that decision to go into management Obviously, I'm going to do that, too, because I'm stupid. And (laughs) that's like, that's probably the best choice. So I checked that box and I didn't even consult with like anyone about that. Mm. Mm -hmm. Back then, it's kind of weird thinking about it now because that's such a major decision in anyone's life. And I don't think I had the right mentors. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents being like immigrant parents and they were working most of the time and like was not that involved with our school. My mom wanted was like apply to Harvard and I ended up not applying to Harvard because of the $60 common Mm -hmm. application. And I was like, I don't want to spend that money and not get in. So I actually ended up not applying and doing the one thing she wanted me to. But in any case, I checked that box, sent it in, um, and that was it. That literally dictated the rest of my life up to today, Mm. which is pretty insane. Did you ever, like, think about changing your major? I didn't. In hindsight now, I think about how there was a lot of me sort of just, like, falling into the things that I think I was supposed to do or Mm. the things that people told me to do, Mm. right? Like, your parents pick your elementary school, they pick your high school, and then for college, it was like, okay, well, my sister went there and then, like, got the scholarship. I guess I have to go there, right? Mm. And then the Carroll School of Management, my sister went there. So I feel like I always, like, fell into these things and I never really picked the things I wanted to pick for myself. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm in it, I think I'm just the type of person that is pretty competitive with, like, my peers. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna ace this test and, mm. and, you know, be, like, a top student in this school. And after that, it's like, I'm going to get the best job. But it wasn't really my own desire, Choosing. I would mm. say. I think I was, like, good at it, but I didn't love it. Yeah. Mm. I, I didn't want to change it because I knew it was, it was also, like, one of the best schools at Boston College. Mm. Mm. It was, like, a sense of prestige being a yeah, part of this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of people wanted to transfer in, so I was like, of course, I'm not going to transfer out. Right, right. Yeah. How about you, Janet? 
That was actually, I mean, when Helen talks about like focusing on the prestige of the program, I actually went into college undecided. And then when I was there the first year, because I didn't feel a particular draw to any one subject, I thought about the school that I was at and what are they really well known for. Mm -hmm. So UCSD, big medical school, Mm -hmm. right? Or like medical related um, industries. So uh, I was like, okay, maybe biology. But if I were to do that, I was interested specifically in biopsychology and they didn't have that at the undergraduate level. Mm. And I didn't really love medicine enough to be like competing against all these people who are trying to go pre-med. So I was like, okay, but I was still thinking about that. And then the other program, UCSD is actually really well known for their economics program. So their graduate school is like second to Yale. So I knew that the classes I'd be taking, the professors would be those same professors. And being the masochistic, I guess like Asian American student, (laughs) I chose economics because I didn't want to compete with all the medical students and I didn't want to go to medical school. And then I decided that economics was not hard enough. So I wanted to add on math. At the end of the day, when I think about it, it's like you're chasing and you're having some ambition, but it was probably to fulfill some sort of like sense of self-worth or Mm -hmm. identity or whatever that is. I agree. Um, Yeah. So I kind of pushed myself through that program. And then also just as someone who had a lot of interests, I did, you know, joint math and econ, but I wanted to minor in something and I was interested in dance. I was also interested in visual arts Mm. and also in international studies. So by the time I graduated, I probably took a class in like almost every department in the, <laughs> oh my in the university. But I think that's really cool that you did take a bunch of different classes to try and figure out, you know, what you wanted, what you wanted to do. Because yeah, yeah. in my mind, what I did was I double majored in finance and marketing. And I think it's the same thing, right? Where it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, if people can double major, of course, I'm going to double major yeah. and do something else also. But I remember like wanting to fulfill all the credits I was supposed to as fast as I could mm. without taking the time to do something that I, w- I like enjoyed. Mm. So I think that's pretty cool that you were like, oh, I want to, you know, minor in like dance or like, yeah. you know, take all these different classes and use your time wisely in college. Yeah. yeah. Did you end up with a minor? Uh, yes. So I did a, a minor in international studies and then my major was a joint math and econ program. Oh my god! I actually didn't know you were math and econ. Yeah, mm-hmm. math. I didn't know that one. I did a math was fucking hard. I, yeah. math, I don't know <laughs> it's why. It's fucking I did hard. <laughs> well, the thing is, that when I tell people that, they're like, "Oh, so you're like really good with numbers?" But actually, math at the upper level is there's no numbers. It's all symbols. Yeah, it's all about formulas and theorems and proving theorems and theories, and it's much more about abstract thinking. So, oh, like, interesting. So I actually appreciate that I did that because I think that it helps me frame maybe the way that I would like break down a problem or the way yeah. that I see things. For me personally, it was really challenging to get through the program. And so having to like push yourself through something like that was like, it, that builds up some sort of like self confidence, right? No, yeah. yeah. And I also wonder, this is like very off topic, but I wonder if the abstract um, component of math, I wonder if that's why you like art so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? Or like con- conceptual thinking, yeah. which is a bit of what I do now. Yeah. yeah. I actually didn't even know being from UCSD, economics is number two. The graduate program is, yeah. Number two in what? In the nation. So wow. So at the time that we went to school, mm. um, Yale was the top for a graduate program. And then UCSD's graduate program, not undergrad. But then a lot of the professors, they teach both programs. Oh, wow. And then I think also like it's like that driven because of our cultural kind of background. Like I forced myself into even like the more challenging, like the quantitative econ classes. And I remember sitting in some of those and I was just like, I don't know what the fuck is that. Who are you? <laughs> Who is this Janet? What the hell? I was, that, I was that student. I was like, no, that's too hard. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want to take the fun classes. Because of that though, I became accustomed to the feeling of failing because a lot of those classes mm. like you get like a C and that sets the curve from being like a B or A minus. Right. So you, yeah. you learn how to like literally get like 30% correct on a math exam and for that to be like a B or like a or a B plus. Oh my gosh. Um, which is kind of it's like you know kind of throws if you have like 
the perfectionist drive. It, it helps you feel okay with not wow. being perfect. <laughs> yeah. I would have thought you were like an English major. I actually didn't know that you were math and econ. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Math, econ. This actually jumps into our second topic, which is first college experiences and like attending class for the first mm. time. So as a transfer student, I always felt like I was playing in the minor leagues with school. And I remember going to my first UCSD class and sitting there and like everyone looked kind of older than me. So you, wait, were you a junior or sophomore? I was a junior. Oh, my, wow. my first year of okay, college. Okay, that's hard. Yeah, so I feel like oh yeah, that is you're entering like, your upperclassmen class, like, yeah, the, like right. under is upper upper class? division, upper division class. classes. Yeah. And I remember sitting there feeling like oh shit, like I'm playing the major leagues now, and I gotta get my shit together. And my first homework assignment was to read this like book. I couldn't even get past the first sentence. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what the hell they were saying. So I was like oh shit, like am I gonna fail college? That was a thought that came through my mind. Do you guys remember attending your first class? Not or, 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 or feeling the difference between high school and college? Mm. And we're, we're a little more far removed than <laughs> Miss Melody here. So I don't remember my first class. I remember like the whole dorm experience. How was your dorm experience mm. then? I can't, you know how like sometimes you just have like snippets of like images in your yeah. mind? I still remember just like walking down the hall and seeing everyone's families trying to like find their dorms, like mm-hmm. all these like girls just meeting each other like, oh, hey, I'm new here. Where are you from? And I remember that moment. But my freshman roommate was one of my best friends, still one of my best friends from high school, Christine. We were together and it was fun. It's kind of like, oh, we get to live together and mm-hmm. we had some pretty crazy experiences yeah (laughs) but it was a little different in boston college because we were on the newton campus so we were a bus stop away from the the main campus oh interesting but it was like all freshmen living on that campus it was kind of fun there too was like a co-ed or like was it our floor was not co-ed i don't think it's i don't think that's oh there are some but yeah our floor was not co-ed but we hung out with our like floor mates and the other people in our building and yeah those college parties turn turn off the lights and pretend to be dancing like 20 people in one small like two bed dorm and it's yeah that's you just made it work but wait so you had a roommate did you guys have like uh sweet mates or people on your floor that we no we so it was just one room with like two beds we didn't have one of the bigger suites that usually fit like 68 so it was just me and Christine, and yeah, it was fun. So it was like one floor, you guys shared a room, and there was like a shared bathroom yes, in the hall. Yes, shared oh, bathroom, awesome. like a huge bathroom for everyone on that floor. Dang. There was a part of me that like is like, oh, I didn't get to have that like freshman experience where you go to college and you don't mm. know who your freshman roommate is because mm. you do have a choice mm. to pick um, a friend that you want to stay with if you want to do, and mm. usually it gets granted. But Janet, your first year, you lived with someone that you didn't know at all, right? Yeah. And the way that UCSD worked, we had suites. So you had one roommate for the room, but then there were five rooms that shared a bathroom and living area. So in total, it was like 10 girls in like a apartment, you could call it like that. That's so many um, girls. It yeah. is. It actually was a lot. Yeah. Because I grew up in Orange County. And so there weren't a lot of like Asian people. Mm-hmm. But I thought, oh, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to be exposed to all these different types of cultures and like so much diversity. And it's a UC school. And everyone knows UC schools, there's a lot of Asian people. And I remember walking into the suite and looking at all the name tags and every single one of them. Wang, was wang, like wang, a- wang, wang, <laughs> wang, wang, wang. <laughs> I mean, it actually turned out really interesting because even though a lot of us, I think it was like eight out of the 10 girls were like some sort of quote unquote Asian, we're all really, really different. Um, mm. Different types of Asian, but also like a Korean girl who was adopted mm. and uh, like a, a girl from Hong Kong. So she's like, you know, came from Hong Kong to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was actually, I, I actually got to know the girls really well and it was a great experience. How about you, Mel? I actually also selected my roommate. So as a transfer student, UCSD has one of the best transfer housings, I would say, mm-hmm. out of the UCs. So my whole building or my whole area for housing was transfer students. That's nice, yeah. We were spoiled. I had at the 13th floor balcony ocean view apartment. 
So we had three bedrooms, six girls, so two girls each, and um, we shared a kitchen and two bathrooms. And the floor was co-ed. And so my roommate was someone I met in community college, Tiffany, who's one of my like, closest friends now. So I, I roomed with her because we're like, oh, we kind of know each other, but we don't know how it's going to be. So we're roommates. And she's like, hey, can my best friend Sally also stay with us? We're like, okay. So three out of six of us, we knew each other. The mm-hmm. other three, we had no idea. Luckily, two out of those three girls turned out to be really close. This is the first time living with non-Asian people. Mm. So I feel like I learned a lot with that experience. And, it, you know, it was a dorming. Like, dorming is something you always, like, see from the movies. Like, you know, but then experiencing it for the first time, you're like, wow, this is actually happening to me. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm living off by myself. College parties happen. And, like, everyone's super friendly to want to meet each other. I just feel like it was a very a special time. I, I don't think you could take back. You don't find that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Right? Nor would I want to live in one, like, one room oh, with yeah. six <laughs> Hell no, dude. It's crazy. That was, like, our upperclassmen dorm, which yeah. where it would be suites. Mm-hmm. So I remember thinking, like, oh, those are the nice suites. You guys had that as a freshman. So we had, like, the main Ravel dorms, and then they called them the fleets, which were these, like, cement buildings that actually came from, like, really really long time ago and i think we're built during the war time for something not gonna lie ravel so ucsd has like different six different colleges yeah. ravel was like everyone's like, it was like a prison oh no yeah it wasn't the it wasn't the most was yeah. <laughs> enjoyable it was very Believe depressing yeah. <laughs> all right let me do one in my mind not anymore <laughs> yeah. i actually want to hear about your guys's first college party experience like that's like that's a thing oh, or do you remember yeah. like, i actually remember, don't really remember. You don't remember i do remember like the parties that i went to because i was on ascension dance team it was most of them were like kind of like upperclassmen that hosted parties at their homes and then go out to that i didn't really drink in college i started drinking near the end of my college experience but i loved dancing and i loved music so i would go if we went clubbing or if we went to house parties i would always go and i just everyone else would be like binge drinking and i would just be like dancing is there um, <laughs> first off janet's an amazing dancer look up ascension no. 2000 <laughs> what, six no? six five Five? It's either six or five. 2005. Or 2004? Find her in the very pixelated video. She's (laughs) hot. Um, Sorry, I interrupted. (laughs) Well, no, what about you ladies? What were your college parties like? What was it like in Boston, Helen? Yeah, I wonder about Boston. Oh my gosh. Okay, when you say Boston, I just thought about the weather because this was, Mm. I mean, this wasn't freshman year, but when, when, so Boston College is pretty far away from the city. Maybe like, we had to take a train into the city. So it'd be like 35 40 minutes maybe to get oh, in there wow. or we took like a cab because mm-hmm. we didn't have uber back then but like we would actually wear heels in the snow <laughs> oh, like there'd be a snowstorm and we'd be wearing heels and mini skirts stupid freaking college kids <laughs> <laughs> i remember doing that a lot and yeah your legs would just be numb but i remember like in freshman year the college parties were really fun because we were all like you know freshmen and we had like the whole mini campus for ourselves incredibly diverse and the first time i almost hooked up with like white guys (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that was that was fun uh thinking back (laughs) that one time yeah, they're like doctors now. But actually. did you have any, like, I feel like some colleges have, like, certain traditions, like, with, like, partying. Like, mm. I think you mentioned before, like, what was that competition you guys had? Competition? Oh, gosh, no. So that was, there was, we did, this is so bad, but, like, um, we did, like, case races. And, I mean, mm. this was, this is when, when you get into, like, student organizations. And so I was part of the Chinese Student Association. And us, uh, along with other, like, Asian orgs, we did this thing called the case race. I don't think we should go into, like, too much detail, but there's a lot of alcohol involved and a lot of cases of alcohol that you had to finish mm. from one building running to the next, running to the next competition amongst, like, the different grades, like, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. So 
bad idea. Bad, um, but no lie. Look, it sounded kind of like kind of fun. Yeah, it's a very memorable day. Yeah, um, but I do another memory that I have just from like college parties. So yeah, the upperclassmen would throw the parties, and mm-hmm. they were the ones that had the bigger suites, kind of like what what your places were like, mm-hmm. right? With like each suite had like three rooms for doubles in there. Mm-hmm. But there was a main living room area. We would just have these like crazy parties, and you know how it gets like really sweaty. It's like a hot box. Yeah, yeah. so hot. Mm-hmm. It's like a sauna. So there was one time where the next morning we turned on the light, and there was like blue all along the walls and we couldn't figure out what it was but then it was like all like the same kind of level yeah and we were like what the fuck is that and we realized it's because the the heat and people's sweat everyone's jeans <gasps> rubbed off on the oh walls. my god really <laughs> Gene stains all along the wall. Like that's hilarious. People standing on tables, so like it's like the same level everywhere. Just like above the tables or like on the ground. <laughs> we're like what the fuck is this? But yeah, it was a uh, gene stains. I remember that very clearly. That is so funny. We had some nasty ass parties. <laughs> Yuck. Do you guys have to clean it? Yeah, we have to. We have to like rub it off. Yeah, like, scrub it down. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, that was my party experience. How about you? How about you? Janet? How about you? <laughs> well, we actually, Mel, we were, San Diego, we're close to Tijuana. Did you ever go to TJ? I heard that was a thing. I yeah. actually never been to TJ. In hindsight, I feel like that was so stupid and dangerous, yeah. but yeah, I would, we like drove past the border and you go into these crazy, like pretty, probably nasty clubs and, but the lights are down and you're just kind of like, they're getting drinks, but were there a lot of college? Did you go with yeah. just like you and your friends, or was it a school bus? Yeah, no, it was it was just a group of us, like a handful, like five people. And so now in hindsight, I was like, oh, that was so dangerous, and it wasn't even that like great. <laughs> so it's, it's a one night thing. Yeah, we drove over and then like went out and because like you can buy alcohol and like I guess you could buy it at UCSD as well, but it was the experience of going to TJ. You can't buy alcohol at UCSD. Just a oh, that's right. You can't. Mm. Wait, we can't. You can't. They there was a. a bar on campus though oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you yeah, guys yeah. had a bar okay we definitely yeah. have yeah. a bar on yeah campus. we definitely had a bar i forgot well, to have a church yeah, on yeah. campus <laughs> <laughs> what about you mel because you came in when wait how old were you when you transferred i was 20 21 yeah 21 so you were able to legally drink i, I was yeah. oh man well okay so i remember my first like fraternity party i don't want to say which one was like a business frat i think that kind of shocked me because i think you see these parties through like a lot of like hollywood movies and when you go to one for the, for the first time, you're like, what the hell is this? I remember I, I got in. Everyone was getting, like, wasted. And I was kind of in shock at, like, how mm. crazy it was. Like, literally, this is something, like, I still feel like that's too much. Yeah. But they literally had handles. And then everyone's, like, passing, like, a handle around. And they're counting down. And part of me was like, yo, that's kind of, like, crazy. I didn't participate in that. I was like, I'll just take my shot over here. I, I do think college parties are a little crazy it's because you're letting loose some people feel maybe restricted in high school and they're yeah. like kind of going crazy mm-hmm. now um, freedom is a freedom yeah. yeah but one thing i always say though like i did enjoy house parties because like i had a friend named sam he would throw house parties and like that's where you meet guys mm. and i always thought beer pong was like a way for guys to like flex and like you know kind of like there's like kind of like, com- like competition there's like flirty going around i remember like so you think a guy's really cute whether you pair up with him or like you're going against him it's like you want to beat him so when you make the last cup it always feels like a crazy win yeah, and then you can pick up his balls <laughs> i didn't think of it that way <laughs> But like, I did think, like, beer pong in some way was, like, a way how, like, guys and girls, like, kind of, like, met each other and, like, yeah. started some, like, you know, flirty relationships. It's easy. It's an easy in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, totally. So, I think for me, I think of college parties. I think of, like, how I think of, like, a sweaty ass, like, hot room. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jungle juice. Jungle juice. Everclear. Beer pong. And we had, like, troll tables, like, things like mm. that. And, like, 
you know, I think, yeah, and maybe some romantic relationships along the way. But I think for me, another thing when I think of partying in college is like, I think we were lucky to be from San Diego because we had like different areas to drink. We had like the Metropolitan mm-hmm. downtown mm-hmm. San Diego where clubs are at. And then we had like Pacific Beach where like everyone went to this thing called PB Bar and Grill. Mm-hmm. And I always remember because on Thursdays, it's something called Asian Night. And Oh, yeah. I had a place called, yeah, that was Asian yeah, Night. Yeah, you had an Asian yeah. Night too. Yeah. So we had an Asian Night. And I think because all the Asians will go out. Yeah. And it's also because the drinks were literally five dollars for an amf yeah i think it was the same for dangerous us, yeah. kind of it was like too it was crazy but like not, looking back i'm like five dollars five dollars yeah no we had something the uh, kells was our place it was a oh it was the best still probably the best bar that i've ever been to i went there when i was 21 uh-huh. and literally got carried out of that bar like over someone's shoulder on my 21st birthday. Oh, shit. Oh, and then, your 21st birthday. Yeah, yeah. I have a photo. I think it's on my Facebook, if anyone's Facebook friends with me. But I oh, have, like, totally I'm showing the bouncer my ID, and then my caption's like, yeah, check that ID. And then later <laughs> on, my friend, like, posted about me, like, getting carried out. <laughs> like, yeah, you check that ID. <laughs> Dude, Actually, PB Bar and Grill, I got kicked out of there. What? Did you really? <laughs> yeah. That was like when we grew, like uh, near graduation. Oh, a course. friend and I we had a little too much to drink, and I wore my sunglasses in there. And the, for them, it's like a, some like health hazard. And I was like really like determined that I needed to have my sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> and I lost a contact lens. It was kind of a mess. But, oh my yeah. gosh! <laughs> I actually had my birthday at PB Bar and Grill. Oh, it was interesting because that's where literally like this sounds really like crazy, but that's like when you're on the prowl. Like I, w- mm. I would always check out guys at. At PB bar. Did girl. you ever pick anyone up, or did oh. anyone pick you up? <laughs> Not like Helen picked up, like physically. <laughs> actually, I don't remember. There's something that definitely flirted here and there. I mean, got a number. I remember my roommates were like, "Like, oh, Mel again every week. Yeah. Why uh, would so PB you bar? The I was instigator of the. I was that yeah. person. They're like, you guys, all, you always, you just want to go to Asian night to see all the hot Asian guys. I'm just yeah. like, it was always Thursday. Was it Thursday for you guys? Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Thursday, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because now I'm just like, I can't even handle one night. How I the hell yeah. do you do Thursday, Friday, and Saturday yeah. in college? Oh my gosh! It was Kels for us, Wonder Bar, and Wonder Bar was fun too. And really? then afterwards, mm. did you guys get like delivery food all the time? We got mm. New Hong Kong. It was a Chinese place. That oh, was really? so cheap. And it was so. Oh, so did you get it delivered? Yeah, we would get it delivered. Oh man! Wow, we didn't. What did you have? I had Roberto's Mexican food, San Diego. Yeah. But we always drove. Or... But like, if we were drinking, that's probably not. I know. <laughs> we were... sometimes we'd walk. No, we didn't walk. We were dumb. I know, we yeah, were dumb. Yeah. But you know, we, I don't but know if you had But a good it. experience. Mm-hmm. Janet, like, during my time at UCSD, we had this thing called Del Sushi. They would Del deliver sushi. sushi. They would deliver sushi? Deliver sushi. Oh, I didn't have that. That sounds fun. I think people would go there, though. It's an actual restaurant, I, right? I don't know, actually, but we used to have deliver sushi. This is before Uber Eats and all that stuff, Y'all right? Yeah. fancy. Yeah, that was fancy. We got some cheap-ass <laughs> well, we Chinese also, food. <laughs> that sounds hella good, though. Our thing was Mexican food. Vallarta's 24-7, mm. carne asada fries, Christian fries. It's funny. I didn't yeah. actually know what carne asada fries were until I came to California. I think it is a California. It's, yeah, I a California. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like, uh, what do they call that? Is it the California burrito? Where oh they my put, god, like, the French, French fries. fries. So good. Yeah. Oh, that sounds. Well, I feel like I'm <laughs> taking back to college right now because whenever I go back to, to San Diego in general, I try to go to the same spots I used to go to in college. Mm. Is that Cowbell? What was it called? Kells. No, Cal- they closed down. Cowbell. Cowbell. <laughs> they closed down and it's like a sports bar now. Oh. It's but yeah, the I think Wonder Bar is still there. I mean, I don't go back. There's a lot of change in yeah. Boston. Yeah. In Boston, I mean, oh my gosh, there's a lot of change since I've been gone actually for the past six years. I feel like the whole city has just grown. Yeah. Dang, that's nuts. Yeah. UCSD too. They're the like schools like almost not even recognizable now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
Like we had mentioned, our Off the Mic event was off the chain, and that's thanks to some of our amazing sponsors. A huge shout out to Ethos Society in K-Town for providing the event space. They are a supportive communal workspace where inspired, like-hearted people can follow their work passions and dreams. Thanks also to Passion Planner. They provided notebooks that are appointment calendars, goal-setting guides, a journal, sketchbook, gratitude log, and personal and work to-do lists all in one. Also to Smoko, the Los Angeles-based office and home product company that partners with emerging designers to create cute and quirky goods for your office and home. And Bopomofo Cafe, our good friends Philip and Eric Wang for bringing their delicious jasmine milk tea and strawberry basil lemonade. Go check them out in the San Gabriel Valley. Thanks also to Backhouse in K-Town for providing the after party for all of our guests to mingle and get to know each other. And thanks to our many other sponsors as well. Personal shout out to Popcorners from myself, Helen, just because I love them so, so much. Best chips ever. All right, we can't talk about college without talking about relationships, right? So yeah, do you guys remember who you dated in college? And you're like, because it's like your first like kind of real relationship, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, no, I had a, my first real relationship was high school. Yeah, I was like, same. All right, five. Three, four <laughs> Your years. Your first relationship not living at home. Yeah, that is a big that's deal. That's a huge That thing. is a big deal. Who wants to go first? Why are you looking well, at Everyone's me? looking at each other. <laughs> um, so freshman year, you mentioned like it was kind of hookups. Yeah. But only like making out. I don't, we never went like further than that. But yeah, freshman year, I didn't have a boyfriend. I don't think. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think a sophomore year, I joined the Chinese Students Association organization. Mm-hmm. And I joined freshman year. So I was a fresh rep. And then sophomore year, I was the treasurer. My president at the time was my boyfriend. <laughs> so yeah I Wait, how, was, that, how, how did that happen yeah, how did that... i mean you know late nights you know hanging uh, out all the time and you know you know how it goes were you, were you like oh my god he's a president you know what i think that, i think there was a little bit of that that yeah. it was like oh the upperclassman who oh. everyone like respected and you know who's kind of cute and so all of that combined led us to going out but we only went out for a couple of months. Oh. He lived off campus, too. So, yeah, it was the first time, like, staying over someone's place that yeah. was, like, his own without having to see- sneak around. Especially since you're dorming, right? It's like, yeah, oh, he I was, has his own place. Yeah, exactly. So I was dorming, and he, he lived off campus, so I would, like, go out. It was, like, 15, 20 minutes away. And it was, yeah, it was different. I don't know. I mean, he's, like, happily married, has a kid now. So very, very happy for him. We don't keep in touch. But I think it was more, like, a lust relationship mm. than something I, I kind of knew that it wasn't gonna gonna work out that was my first one and then my second one was someone that i met at boston university it's kind of interesting because i feel like when you go to high school in boston because there are so many good colleges in boston you kind of just naturally end up in the same place so like harvard mit Dobson, Bentley, a lot of my friends went to these colleges so we were like all in the same vicinity and boston's mm. not a big place it's right. not it's not like sprawled out like um like la is mm-hmm. right so we would actually just go to each other's colleges and hang out at their parties. That's what mm. I did a lot of. That is so cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I went to Boston University to visit a friend for like a culture show. And that's where I met my second college boyfriend. And we went out for like four years or so. Wow. wow that's yeah. so very... So was it the rest of your college experience was, was with him? him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, is this the boyfriend before you came to LA? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So I was going out with him. I think we started going out probably like late junior or senior year oh, that wow. we started going out because, yeah, I was with him for the three years I was in Boston before I moved to LA. So you met at a house party, like a party. It was and, a dorm party. Yeah. Okay. I remember and then we was it like, was like instant, like, I like you? Or like... No, it wasn't. It wasn't actually. I think the attraction came 
more from just like personality mm-hmm. we like we both played volleyball and he mm-hmm. would always ask me to go play in tournaments with him and i think it was just a huge attraction to his personality and how like good-hearted he was yeah and then and then it was and then became like physical attraction which is why when people are like oh you have to be physically attracted first i'm like i don't know i was surprised at myself that mm-hmm. i was able to be attracted to someone's personality first because mm-hmm. like i mean college like you're vain you're young you know yeah i think that's a very common thought to have yeah. right like you want to jump him right that's like one yeah, of your yeah. things right janet <laughs> like he has to be kind he has to be a future good husband and you want to jump, jump him, him. <laughs> whatever it is i probably messed that up for you but <laughs> like that's one of the clear indicators that you're attracted to them wait so he was you guys were at two different schools right so what was that experience like for the for most of your college experience you were dating someone who was in a different university it was it was hard because i was also the co-president of the chinese student association Mm -hmm. when i was a senior and having a boyfriend that's not in the same college as you i would always be sort of away and then i also had like two best friends um at bc i think i had mentioned this one on the previous podcast before just being away they were Mm kind of like where are you you know like why are you disappearing for this guy and you know when you get into a relationship it's like you want to be with them all the time and stay overnight with them and then be like Helen we're having a party like come back over here we're throwing a party for all the undergrads like you should be here as the president so it was a really difficult time there's a part of me that wishes that I was more present I would say Mm -hmm. those later years but at the same time made a lot of really good friends at at BU too so it wasn't easy but puppy love man takes over takes control (laughs) I feel you I feel you how about you ladies Miss Melody so I wasn't dating the two years in community college and when I got there at one of those house parties for the fraternity I met someone and I started dating him and he actually graduated already so it was my junior year of college he already graduated the year previously so he's actually was living in Orange County or at Cerritos Mm. so it was already long distance my first real like it's not I don't know if I consider it a relationship because we were never like exclusive someone I dated for a few months in college like oh this is you feel very real like this is a serious thing right but then yeah I dated him I got warned not to date him because apparently in his fraternity he kind of like got around and I'm someone that I guess I tend to ignore people's warnings because I'd rather just see for myself and I want to use my own judgment. But yeah, it was an interesting relationship. I had a lot of fun. He went to culinary school when I was in undergrad. So he was like really big into food. So I think we clicked that way. I don't know. Like I was like obsessed with him too. Like he broke up with me and I was crying and he mm. said this to me. I always remember he was like, the timing just isn't right. Mm. And in college, like I didn't understand what that meant. Mm. Right. And I was like, timing, that's bullshit. Like if you really liked me, you would, well, you'd want to make this work but now like in my 20s i'm like yeah time is a thing like it's definitely yeah, a thing yeah. and i didn't understand it then but he was someone that like on and off i would always think about like even though we broke up like he moved back into san diego i was at parties and i feel like there's always like this draw to him so you would still see him around after you guys broke up yeah we're actually really connected still even no. today yeah it's shit kinda, like like okay holler, so, you know? <laughs> Well, is no, he still I mean, single? Is he listening to his podcast right no, now? No, <laughs> he doesn't listen. I think we have some mutual friends that still that listen. Okay. No, I think like I remember like I I'm someone that gets like you know me. I kind of get attached to someone really easily, and so I did with him. And when I moved back to LA in 2014, my housemates were like in the same fraternity as him. I'm still friends mm. with a lot of people that he was in a frat with, and so yeah, I mean. I haven't seen him in years, so I don't know. But there's that guy. And the second guy I dated was my senior year. So I always dated one guy per year. So my mm. last year, <laughs> I was a senior and I was public relations chair of my Taiwanese American Student Association. And there was this freshman guy that came in. And oh, she was robbing the cradle. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> you, said, you said you were a junior? 
Oh, this is a senior. Are you senior? <laughs> wow. I know, I know. Where's so that cougar like, sound? <laughs> I know. It's just like, it's crazy because like, there was that moment when he literally walked into my meeting, like the general, like the GBM meeting, and I saw him. I was like, oh no. Like, it was just like feeling like. Oh, you I, know, you're like, I'm in trouble. I, I'm in trouble. Uh, I'm attracted to this guy. And I'm like, no, no, no. And What like, did he look like? Describe him, this freshman. That, this, <laughs> you know, that he looks crazy. This is the thing. He looks like a jock. Like, okay. Very That's, jockey. That you, you have an attraction yeah. towards that type. Athletic yeah. type fit how could you was his shirt on it was on for sure <laughs> he, he walked with his shirt off <laughs> no, it was definitely on it was fitted. but like he had like a really good reputation too like so mm. he came into the room and i was like oh my god who's this guy and then i was like no no no, he's a freshman i'm a senior that's so frowned upon like and i'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm on board i can't do this he ends up being in my family because we had families in. oh shit mm. it's one of those like weird like porn kicky stuff oh things what? it's like Within the family, stepmom. Oh. Oh, I don't watch that, but <laughs> I think that's uh, okay. out there. No, but like I was like his family head, so it was it got weird. Family but head. I, oh, <laughs> okay. But obviously, when you spend yeah, so much time, family, sorry, when you spend so much time together, I, like the, our traction just slowly got started growing. Yeah, mm. and to a point where everyone's like, Mel, I think you and him are obviously there's like, something there, and I'm yeah, like, people no. could see it. Yeah. yeah, I remember this moment. Like finals week, everyone spends like hours at the library, right? And so me and him and, like, a group of friends would always be there. And, like, slowly as the finals we started progressing, we've been spending – we're the ones – we're the last ones standing at the library. And there's one moment where he's walking back to my car, and there was, like, a lingering moment because it was, like, literally the few days before winter break. And you just felt something in the air. And then during winter break, we started webcamming. That sounds really gross. Wait, so <laughs> – wait, 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 so nothing happened in, in you know, with the – air no but there's like a you know you could feel it like the tension you could feel like there's like a, a lingering lingering like, feeling ah. so we went back we were back at homes for winter break and a group of us were on a group chat like google hangouts was a thing yeah. you know and so we always end up being the last ones again and at one point i asked him like who is there someone you like or is there someone you're interested in in the club he's well there's someone and then obviously through that we're like well i'll tell you if you tell me you know the whole like you so who said first yeah and so we both revealed that we kind of liked each other yeah. and then going back into the the school year the new semester the quarter we started dating and it was like kind of weird at first but then like you know obviously it got it started getting publicized we were hiding it for a bit and then it just got revealed and i got i got called cougar by all my whole e-board members but our relationship was very like even though there was a lot of lust like a lot of like puppy love i think he was the first guy this sounds really weird to say but like I found so attractive to have someone like me back, like kind of like unbelievable for me, because mm-hmm. a lot of women wanted him in college. Like, oh, he's perfect. He's like mm. godlike. People actually said that. <laughs> I, I was like, why would you say that? Okay. But it's because he's like extremely kind, extremely smart, athletic, just like wow. all these things. Mm. So like even to this, it's funny. Yeah, where is he? Where is he now? He is in Boston, actually. Oh, uh, he is. Uh, I hope you're not listening, but I, I'm totally stalked. <laughs> he is at MIT. Oh. Smart guy. I think he has a girlfriend now. But yeah, like we ended. We, obviously, we didn't end up working out because we're so different. He's actually young. <laughs> not even that. He is religious. Like, And so oh, me not being yeah. Christian was a huge thing for him. Oh, and like our lifestyles were really different. And so we just didn't work out. And that was really tough for me again because he was someone I thought like I see around and all these things so it took me like about a year to get over him mm-hmm. but to this day like he is someone that like out of all the guys I've dated he's someone I wish nothing but the best to because he's so he was so great good luck um, you if you're listening but you're amazing and I, I'm, I'm excited to see what you're what, I hope none of your mm-hmm. other boyfriends or listen, ex-boyfriends <laughs> are listening and they're like, honestly I don't matter <laughs> oh shit whatever no he was no, he was great but that was that was my experiences of my relationships in college Aww. that's like the reverse that's like the reverse of mine where it's like the old upperclassmen and I was the mm, younger yeah. and 
you cougared it and I yeah. totally cougared it. Well, you ladies both mentioned two guys. Were the guys that you dated were they similar or were they very different from each other? So, so different. different. Mm, so so very. different. Yeah. How so? Because I, I I mean college is the time where you're kind of experimenting with dating different types of people, right? So how would you True. describe the first guy versus the second? guy? I mean the first. I mean that relationship was like all out of I think lust or mm-hmm. like just that feeling of like oh I'm like the young class and the, oh he's such upper class oh like you yeah, know like yeah. that feeling. <laughs> I don't know if that described the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't feel connected, you know, it was mm. like a forced connection and me trying to like be cool so that mm. he could, you know, because it was always like, I don't think I'm enough because I'm so young oh. and mm. still immature compared to this guy who's like the president of the club, you know? Yeah. So that that was just like a weird relationship in my mind from all the relationships that I've had. Again, he's happy now and like with a kid and his kid's yeah. super cute. So that's all good. But yeah, the second guy I was with, I mean, I was with him for like four years and I honestly thought I was going to marry him at mm-hmm. one point. Our personalities like vibe very, very well. And like you said, Mel, similar for me, he's like one of the people that I'm just like, I hope the absolute best for you. Like, there's nothing there anymore, but it's just like, you're such a good person. Yeah. And like the way that we kind of ended by me moving to LA was mm-hmm. it made a somewhat rocky ending. It was difficult because we like didn't end up being like close friends afterwards. He still came to visit me once when I was in LA early on. But then after that, we kind of just like cut yeah. ties. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's someone that I just wish the absolute best for because he's, yeah, he's a great person. It's a really good feeling to have that with someone, like knowing that like, I know we are completely not meant to be for each other. Yeah. But you, like, you did no wrong to me. Yeah. Right, right. I think that's what it is. That's, like, yeah. 100%. I, yeah. I feel you. And so just, like, you are, like, it's like not you're, you're an angel, but, like, you, you just deserve everything. Well, your guy was a godlike, so. I mean, <laughs> apparently. Apparently. <laughs> But it's different because, like, the two guys I've dated, the first guy that I dated, the, the chef dude, like, when you look at him physically, you would never assume that he was, like, a fuckboy or whatever. Or he, mm. like, had this reputation. But his personality was. He was a little reckless. Is he also, like, a very flirtatious person? Yeah. Charming mm. personality. Yeah. yeah. Seems like to be a little <laughs> pattern I may be uh, interested in. But anyway, it's like, he was like that. And then the second one looked like a frat boy. He looked kind of, sorry, but he looked kind of like a fuckboy. Mm-hmm. Fratty, looking athletic. But was so kind, yeah. like super mm. kind. So I think in that sense, like it was completely flipped. Mm-hmm. But there's a common thread is that like I do maybe because I was part of the Taiwanese American Student Association. Both guys were Taiwanese American. Mm-hmm. But for me, it shows like there's so much range within Asian Americans in general. But here's the thing that's weird. The first guy that I would say personality, I think is more fit for me. Mm. He was fun. He, like we we kind of like we could banter and like I'm I'm really playful and he was really playful with me. Mm-hmm. And I kind of enjoyed that. The second guy, even though he's super great and all these things, personality was definitely a mismatch to some mm-hmm. degree. Our lifestyles were so different. And I couldn't see myself with him, actually, now. Even though the first one was a little, like, tumultuous sometimes, like, I think personality was a fit. Well, if y'all listening out there, (laughs) hit us up at asianboxgirl (laughs) at gmail.com. We do this every for Miss Melody. We do this every season. People have emailed us and just said, like, go Janet, go Mel. It's funny. Yeah, I mean, we read them, so. It's a thing. Yeah, Janet, how about you? I know. I feel like Janet's. I feel like we've heard a lot about you dating after college and like the many men and the the waxing of the backs that you've done. (laughs) Did you have to do that in college? I also had two like relationships through college. Um, And the first one was my very, very first boyfriend was actually in high school and that carried over into college. So my first year of college when I went into school was I was in a relationship 
and he went to UC Irvine and I was in UC San Diego so my weekends and even some of my weekdays were spent kind of mostly like kind of spending time with him I guess Mm. and we ended up breaking up within my freshman year probably like halfway through the school year and some of it was also when Mel you talked about like the religion thing yeah that was like the catalyst of what broke us up but I think in the end it was just we kind of both knew it wasn't really gonna work out there are two relationships I've had in my life where I feel like they could have turned into marriage and that with him was actually it was one of them oh wow Um, I mean he was like ready for marriage and he wanted that but I was not that was like my first first relationship and I wasn't really at that place yeah and then the second guy sorry um, where is he now he's married I think he has a kid he seems really happy I don't we, we kept in contact for like maybe two years after we broke up and like we would still like see each other but then we slowly kind of lost contact but if mm-hmm. I saw him today I think it's all like it didn't end badly yeah yeah got it. it was good okay. never mind move on because he's it's married good. all right move on <laughs> Um, and then, but that was my first boyfriend and it was, it was different in that I wasn't initially attracted to him. He actually was the polar opposite of anything that I was attracted to. He was kind of like a little bit more, not fuckboy-ish, but kind of his personality was a little bit more flirtatious mm. and he was like super Asian. Like he Uh, had his aim name, I think was like Asian baby boy or something like that. Like every other ABB. Yeah. And I, and I was from Orange County and I met him in, uh, when I would visit like my cousins on the weekends in Roland Heights area. So we were just like very, very different, like in our, in our backgrounds. And then his personality was also like, he was a little bit more, I don't know. I didn't really like the guy, the kind of guy that was like confident, but almost like cocky. Mm. Um, Although I've learned now in hindsight that there's a lot of about that though that I do find attractive and I think actually works really well for me all right confident cocky but, men out there <laughs> but Ugh, don't, but it was don't be cocky <laughs> but it was a relationship where like it it took a lot of warming up right mm, like yeah. he pursued me for like a year or so oh, and like wow. he actually dated someone else because I was like oh I just want to be friends it ended up so still it worked out pretty well I guess enough for us to date for like a couple of years wait how long are you guys together uh, I think it might have been two years oh wow but we knew each other for like four or five years okay. so we we had like a pretty solid friendship for a couple of years before turn into dating and then so then we we split and then near the end of my freshman year this was like then my experience with the guy that was like kind of the complete opposite which was like I just found him really attractive and it was like a stupid girl over this and all of my sweetmates would attest like I would like stalk him online I was like oh my god he's so cute <laughs> wait so how'd you meet him we had the same econ class and then how did we meet like, how did you start talking econ uh, class homework econ class dropped pencil <laughs> <laughs> i remember the first time we were uh, we had any type of conversation was on the shuttle oh, and he cute. um i was with like my roommate and i think she knew i don't remember if like if, if she knew that i had a crush on this guy maybe not i don't know she'd do one of those things where she like pushes you closer to him like Oops. <laughs> yeah Oops. well i think she might have like looked at me when he got on the shuttle like oh you know or yeah. something mm-hmm. um but he he actually came up to me and he was like oh, so how did you do on that exam or something like that? Oh, my gosh. So I was like, oh, he talked to me. Um, and then, like, later in hindsight when we talked, he's like, yeah, I was actually really nervous. And, like, that was – I was Aww. trying to, like, make a connection with you. Aww. We started talking because it was during the time of uh, Zanga. And he was really big into, like, digital photography and all this stuff. And so we – I don't, I don't remember how we started talking, but it was something through that. But it was also, we got to know each other near the end of the school year. So we, with summer vacation, a lot of our, the building of our relationship was through just like online, like journaling and stuff like that, or like messaging back and forth. And then when the school year started again, then we started dating. Wow. And, uh, That's cute. That's yeah. like romantic. It's like that, writing love stories to each other via yeah. the yeah, yeah. internet. But it's he was definitely a- someone that, and he was like a year older and I, and he was really like artsy. So I guess that like the other guy, 
the first guy that I dated like ended up being a lawyer so he's like really kind of more practical like mm. traditional like strong f- male figure that mm-hmm. kind of thing and then the second guy was like I was just really smitten by like mm. I thought he was so cute I thought he was so talented and he's so artistic where is he yeah where is he now <laughs> Janet I don't know where is he <laughs> at Asian boss girl subject line <laughs> to Janet my dear <laughs> Huh? Like if he were to write into Oh, her. yeah. But you guys know who I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah, I, I did. You okay. know it's funny? No, I didn't at first when you're telling the story. I was like, wait, is that? Wait, is it? Oh. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh. It's someone we know. Yeah, yeah. That's really cute. That's a cute story. Yeah. I think it's just like, you know, when Janet was telling the story, it kind of reminds me of like watching like those teen movies. Yeah. He gets on the bus and then he makes eye yeah. contact yeah. and he yeah. talks to me. And it's then like, oh. he like, he propped me. <laughs> through Zanga is it EPROP dang I forgot all these things yeah no, I saw I your like, look on your face you're like, oh, like oh. I actually I remember um, he brought me Boba during a study break with my that was a random story but just like in terms yeah. of cute movie moments but I think a lot of my roommates in college like they were what would you call it like fangirling not fangirling but kind of like they thought that they it was like really cute to kind of watch the relationship develop oh, and all yeah. the little things that yeah how long were you're you guys dating for? very cutely sorry how long were you guys dating for? ooh six months Okay. Oh, but why, you, six to eight months. We didn't know each other very well, and it was just like straight attraction, and then just like let's just start dating. Yeah. And then we kind of realized from like dating as we got to know each other that like we weren't the most compatible partners. Like maybe I don't. Know, it's still kind of to this day kind of hard to explain, but maybe just it just wasn't like it felt like something was lacking or it wasn't quite mm-hmm. working out. We went into a friendship, and there was I still remember a little bit of rockiness because I think initially I was like I was more strong on the like let's break up. This is not, and he maybe was a little bit lingering, and then it flipped, and then he was like, no, this is the right thing, and I was like, are you sure? Maybe we should try again. <laughs> like, um, maybe you should try again. <laughs> <laughs> so there were definitely a lot of kind of like cutesy rom com moments in that relationship, and. And it was someone that maybe some of you might know. Oh, we know. Oh, <laughs> we know. I think you all listening know as well. But we won't say who. <laughs> Asian Boss Girl is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes for creators, entrepreneurs, and curious people everywhere. You can take classes in marketing, such as Instagram best practices, where you learn how to grow your community and work with brands, or classes about how to get your podcast off the ground. So whether you're picking up a new skill for your day job, figuring out your next side project, or pursuing a long-time passion, Skillshare has classes for you. As a small business focused on celebrating the accomplishments of fellow Asian American women, we were stoked to see our good friend Jeanette Liao on Skillshare. Jeanette is an amazing designer and illustrator who actually designed the logo for Asian Boss Girl in our mantra tea. A lot of our listeners expressed interest in typography, so we highly recommend her class. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months free. That's right. Skillshare is offering Asian Boss Girl listeners two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com ABG. Again, go to Skillshare.com ABG to start your two-month free trial now. That's Skillshare.com ABG. All right, real quick. Um, what were you guys involved in in college? Like, any organizations? Yeah. Well, I mentioned already, like, for me, it was the Chinese Students Association. I was in that through all four years, except for my third year, actually, because I went to study abroad. Oh, studying abroad at the University of Melbourne was probably one of the best experiences in college. That was, like, college 
times like 10 just because like mm. that is ultimate freedom yeah living my parents lived only 20 minutes away from boston college so it was like i had to come home and like drink soup and all that stuff still mm. so i was still pretty tied down to home but like going there was dope um How long were you in in melbourne yeah three melbourne. i think it was three months it's melbourne it's like a melbourne. bun you eat the bun but yeah <laughs> three months i think oh, it was three months was like a quarter like a semester it was a semester oh, it might have oh been that four. sounds so much fun it was super fun but yeah so csa was like a big thing played volleyball during the summertime still for the nac ivt tournament I played in that for like 13 years and then it was also the an ra for 74 freshman girls Dang, that's a lot of Zaga Hall. So you're like a therapist, students. pretty much. Oh my gosh, it was it was a lot. I don't even. It's pretty crazy to think that a junior is accountable for so many yeah. people. Actually, to think back, because I would have these girls just just like knock on my door at like two a.m. and they're like, "I emergency," or "I need you," or mm. crying over something, and I'm just like. I am not equipped for this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have school tomorrow too. <laughs> like, it was it was hard. Yeah. But um, I was able to only do it for like half a semester because then the other half I went to study abroad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was like most of the things that I was involved in. How about you ladies? I only did one organization and that was Taiwanese American Student Association. So like I think that's actually why I think we and Helen, we talked about like why Asian American, this community means so much to us because we've been involved in it since like, you know, yeah. very young age. But TASA for me was like my life. I gave so much money and so much hours to it. Yeah. So that was the main thing I did. Yeah, so I think for me, mostly it was just TASA. Uh, how about you, Janet? So I, I think I've talked about I was in uh, the Ascension dance team, which was like the college-related one. And then I also was on a community uh, dance team, 220 Hip Hop, which is really good, by the way. I was only on there for one year. <laughs> but yeah, dance aside, I was also really involved in student government. So UCSD, unlike the other UCs, it's kind of the format we had like separate colleges and then also one university-wide student government so I was a freshman senator for Ravel and then would have the Ravel College meetings and then we'd also have the as a senator you then represent Ravel College against all of the other colleges for the student-wide government meeting so that was actually a huge time commitment it meant two nights a week I was like uh, in meetings for like two to four hours and it involved like planning events but then also like having to be studied upon or like read through all the emails where people were like proposing different oh, I forgot the terminologies for it but like when they want to pass different things and you have bills to, like, bills or yeah stuff like that so I it was a, it was a really great experience but it was definitely like very time consuming yeah <laughs> Sounds draining. and then I also did kind of I did a lot of like college related smaller organizations there was one called I Heart Revel. we made t-shirts and sold them and I don't remember why exactly where did the money go <laughs> but, <laughs> I think that and that was specific to Revel College it was also on the like newsletter or the newspaper for Revel College oh. and there's a trend with you you like to do a lot of different little things. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of I like to dip your toes. Yes, I dip a little bit into everything. Your toe is um. very wet. <laughs> <laughs> you have a wet toe. <laughs> what the fuck, Alex? What? <laughs> a, she's dipping her toe. It's it's a little late, and we're yeah, it's like midnight now. Okay, okay. Besides orgs, like I think one thing we had to do in college was like you know be involved in internships. Like, do you guys remember your internships? Oh man, I think the first one I did was for like an advertising agency, and I was like an office manager, so I ordered all the snacks, answered phone calls, redirect phone calls. Um, that was fun. The internship that I had junior year, which is like one of the more important uh internships, because that's like right before actual work right after senior year was I had an opportunity to either do a paid marketing job 
or an unpaid finance job. And at this time, I was a double major in both finance and marketing. The finance job was an iBanking job at Bulger Capital. It's like a small boutique investment firm. And I went with the one that was unpaid, which is kind of crazy because if you're like a junior in college, of course, you're going to like pick the paid job, right? But for some reason, I knew that the iBanking job would give me the experience that I really wanted to like challenge myself. So I took that one and luckily they gave me like a stipend or whatever at the end as a thank you. It was like a pretty sizable one. So I was like, yes, good choice. But that actually set up the skills that my current job now saw. And they were like, oh, she's already done a lot of this like valuation stuff with this iBanking job. And I think that's actually what got me the job that I have now mm. at one of the big four companies. So it's kind of crazy, like these decisions looking back mm-hmm. on. When you look back, you can connect the dots. Yeah, yeah. right? Actually, it's very similar to my experience. I felt like I was a late bloomer because like coming in as a junior, like people have been having internships freshman, sophomore year already. I was like, shit, I got to mm. catch up. And when I got there, I was like, I didn't realize internships were a thing. And so I remember I was on the job portal. I was like, oh my God, what do I need to do? I think I've always been interested in entertainment or like media and stuff. And so I saw an opening for a marketing position at the San Diego Asian Film Festival. I was like, oh, this sounds cool. Movies. I had no idea what the fuck it was. Took it and I fell in love. One of my first assignments was to watch Asian American film and then talk about it and write about it and then follow these other Asian American articles. I didn't know this existed. You know, it's like there's a medium for this. And so I was a marketing intern my first year where I would just kind of like link movies to schools and the clubs and have them sponsors and movies. After each internship, you should move on to the next one, right? So I was like, okay, I'm done with this one. I got to do something else. I thought I want to be in public relations after college because I was a PR officer for TASA. I did this public affairs, public relations internship in the city and I fucking hated it. It was just so boring. I didn't care what I was doing. I remember I was like, I hate this so much. This is such an opposite feeling for what I got for my first internship. I actually asked my previous internship, I was like, can you please take me back? I want to go back. And the thing is, the first internship was unpaid. Like mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. film festival was unpaid. It's media. They're like, yes, you could come back, but you had to do something else besides marketing. They're like, okay, can I, was like, can I be in programming? So I joined my last year senior programming internship. So I did programming and marketing. And in programming, what you did was you would screen all the videos that come in that want to be part of the festival and you give a ranking and you actually accept films or not. And so I would be in relationships with the directors and the filmmakers and having coordinating them on site and being a part of it. It's really crazy because my first year as a marketing intern, I met my boss from Jubilee Media my first year. Mm -hmm. And then my second year, I met Wong Fu. And that literally set the whole, what I'm doing today, how I know the people is because of that internship and me falling in love with Asian American media. Connecting the dots. I know, right? And I think all this stuff is just like, it's just crazy how it really does matter. And so those are my internships in college. How about you, Janet? I mean, I guess very similar to you ladies, like whatever you did as an internship, it kind of led into the kind of first jobs that you uh, Mm -hmm. went into or that you got. There's two that I remember, three that I remember from college. And two of them were actually more like finance or analyst type related so the first was at Northwestern Mutual and it was like life insurance stuff <laughs> so I had selected because I thought oh like econ major like it would be the business type thing right but it ended up being kind of like more sales oriented which was kind of strange but still an interesting experience and it helped me realize that that's not what I wanted to do and then uh, I did another internship with um, it was HSBC credit card services and it my aunt and my uncle worked there and I still remember I was kind of reluctant um, to, to kind of apply my dad's like no this is like a good it'll set you up for good for like jobs to come so I ended up doing that I should have known kind of then it's like the work wasn't very exciting to me because it was like an analyst type role so you were learning to use like excel and build models and Mm -hmm. things like that but eventually I think that because I did that that gave me good setting to go into my first job at Deloitte which I ultimately left but still 
learned a good amount from. And then during school, I did another internship, I think at the San Diego Chamber of Commerce. It was once again, like knowing that internships set you up to Mm -hmm. have like, uh, when you go and interview for jobs that you have something that you can say that you've done, right? Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like I learned a lot more in internships than I did in my actual classes sometimes. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's real yeah, life yeah. experience, right? Yeah. And that's why. That's why. Yeah, I remember like junior year. There's so much pressure around, like, oh, what internship did you get? Like, mm-hmm. oh, what are you doing now? You know, which I can. I, whoever is in college right now listening to this, like, we feel for you. That was like, yeah. a really stressful time of yeah, my life. It is. And I think one thing, like, you're hearing us say, like, oh, everything connects, which is true to some degree, but like, don't put pressure on that just because, you're like, oh my god, this internship is so important because it will literally lead me to my like my life job. That's not the case. It will eventually lead you to a path. If you decide it's not the right fit, it's okay. Yeah. And you never know. You could actually end up doing something. If you don't get the dream internship that you wanted to, you could end up doing something that could actually be something you like really actually deep down do love and not what you're supposed to love. Yeah. You know, and that could lead into something much more fulfilling and beautiful for you. I could actually say that's what happened to me with Sadaf, the film festival. I wasn't looking for a film job. Mm. It's like, this sounds like something I would be interested in. Mm -hmm. And then I fell into it. I think to the point of taking advantage of the time when you are in school to be able to like, because an internship is a great opportunity to explore stuff before you have to like get a more serious adult job. Yeah. If we're giving advice, right, mm-hmm. to anyone that is in college or potentially going to college. I don't know if we have such young listeners, but, you know, I think it is like keep an open mind. Something I think about in college. I know like when we were in our early 20s, we we're like, oh, we're, we're like adults now. You know, like we can't be kids anymore. And something I think about all the time is just like college kids are kids. Like you're still so young and there's so much like freedom that you have to explore yourself you're just getting to learn about yourself right Mm -hmm. like high school you kind of just have to like float around and college is finally the time where you can get to know yourself and get to know what you love and what you're interested in and try a dancing class i think in college you're also feeling very aware that eyes are on you but then thinking back now like i can't remember anyone else's embarrassing moments or even my own right so Mm -hmm. it's like put yourself out there if i were to go back and probably tell myself that put yourself out there and and just do fun things i think i would agree like it's funny because like the next question is what advice would you give your college self Mm. i think i'm gonna keep it really sweet and simple just honestly like enjoy it i think college is a time that you can never recreate and it was so precious to me like the memories from college i still remember to this day don't put too much pressure on it just live it up i would probably say the same for myself that i worried so much especially that last year of school before you know graduating that it's like what am i gonna do and always had a tendency to kind of like maybe over involve in things versus kind of really being able to just embrace the moment and kind of just enjoy it instead of always worrying about the future All right, guys, this ends the first episode for season five. We hope you guys enjoyed, you know, listening and like, you know, taking a time travel to our college self. But if you guys enjoyed this episode, you can follow us on social. We're at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Asian Boss Girl. This episode is actually coming out on the day that we are visiting Boston College. Your alma mater. Yes. Yeah. Wow. If you are in Boston, I'm sure we're going to do a little meetup too. So would love to see y'all there. It's probably going to be happening right now (laughs) at this very moment check out instagram
We're also on iTunes, Spotify, all of the podcasting platforms. So look us up, ABG Asian Boss Girl, and leave us a review. We'd love to know your thoughts on our episodes. Also, two other things. We have merchandise on our website, asianbossgirl.com slash shop. And we also have a voicemail system so you can leave us a message. We'll have segments during episodes where we can play your voice recording if you don't want to keep it private. Um, and we'll respond back to you. And that phone number is two. 213-262-8776. And with that, thank you so much for joining us on the first episode of season five. We're super excited to have you back. We're super excited to be back. And we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.